Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, everybody. We are back for Caravan of Garbage, the show where we go, all right, we'll, we'll do some MCU stuff, all right? That's right, yeah. It's been what a long time coming. Bit of a somber start there, I thought. You were like, oh. I didn't want it to be, Mason. I, let's have an upbeat good time, you know? Here we go. That's what Caravan of Garbage is. All people read the title and go, this is actually my favourite movie and you didn't get it. Maybe you didn't watch the video. Maybe you didn't get it. Maybe you didn't get the movie when you watched it. Wow. Maybe you've watched this movie 100 times <laughs> and you don't understand a single word of it. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, no. I made so many notes. <laughs> it's just, James, that's just gibberish. I can see it right in front of you. So, you just smeared your own poo. <laughs> so we are, over the next three episodes, every Tuesday, going to be talking about the Iron Man trilogy, Mason. That's right. Leave a like if you could. The shooter trilogy. Absolutely. Remember they, remember they were trying to be like, oh, his, his theme song is always ACDC songs. Yeah, yeah. They never got to rock and roll train. <laughs> Nobody did. Oh, nobody got, nobody to, rock got to, to rock and roll trade. So, uh, Stop at all stations. <laughs> presumably to rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll city. Rock and roll city. So if you remember uh, in the months and years leading up to this movie, mm-hmm. it was a big deal for Marvel because they weren't doing well. They'd sold off a lot of their properties. And the headline was when they announced solo films for like Captain America, Ant-Man, Thor, Iron Man was Marvel rolls out their B team, you yeah, know? Yeah, some, some, some real dregs. And, and it was like, you know, they're casting with unknowns and has-beens. Mm, hacks. And a lot of it, like, I wonder, I wonder in retrospect, I think this movie's aged really well. I've, I've seen some criticism of it, you know, in the recent past where people have said, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not that special, is it? But at the time... Yeah, it's, it's very unusual. This, I mean, th- this was a turning point for Marvel. In 2008, they, they had produced some disasters. They had burned a lot of their existing properties. Yep. Like you said, they all their hottest properties at the time, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider Blade. <laughs> like, uh, they, they, had, they had licensed them out for very cheap rates. Yep. Forever, essentially. They're, yeah. They're, they, they still don't. Go again. They still haven't got an, a number of them back. Yeah. And again, this is their, the, the characters they had left to work with were kind of their C-list mm. and, and D-list characters. And my favourite character as a kid was Iron Man. Yeah. And so I faced a lot of questions like, is he a robot? What's his deal? 
What's going on there? Explain this to me. Yeah. Explain it to me. And I was like, I won't. You're going to have to wait for the movie with Tom Cruise <laughs> in the 90s. Well, that's the thing, yeah, because because the rights to this eventually lapsed and went back to Marvel, but it bounced around multiple studios, Universal, Fox, New Line. Tom Cruise was on board at one point. Nick Cage was on board at one point. I've got a question for you, though. If they made this movie now, and Robert Downey Jr. was the age now that he was then, okay. and had had his past, you know, with mm-hmm. drug abuse and all that, even though he, he'd come clean at this point, do you think Disney would hire him? Because they oh, have a history of, question. of like not hiring people Because, like of course, him. this movie was made when Marvel were working with Paramount. Yeah. Disney hadn't acquired Marvel at this point. And it was an independent production. It was yeah. Marvel... Owned My answer is, I cannot know. <laughs> That's a good answer. For I don't know the mysteries of Disney employing some sort of time-travelling Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> who doesn't age and is still that age now. I just don't know. But I thought the question you were going to ask was, yeah. what do you think this movie would have looked like if it had been made in the 90s? And the answer would, was absolute crap. Robot it jocks. Look, it would look like robot. It would look like if anybody has seen the um, robot jocks, robo jocks, robot jocks, obviously, okay. and then Robot Wars, the sequel. <laughs> uh, but it would look like if anybody has seen the uh, the old Captain America telly movies yeah. from back in the day, where he uh, he. <laughs> He feigns being sick so he can hijack a car twice. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and he's got a he wears a big sort of motorcycle crash helmet. Yes, that's what this character would look like. Hundred percent. It just look just enormous, like enormously head heavy and ungainly. Yeah. Best case scenario, it looks like steel. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, that's also a worst case scenario. Agreed. We've done a video on it. I think there it is. So these are other names that uh, apparently they went to, though not all of these are confirmed. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clive Owen. I don't hate that. No, I don't hate it either, yeah. sure. Timothy Olfant, he's mentioned in a Conan interview that he screen tested the same day as Robert Downey Jr. Okay, pretty good. Like I, Timothy Olfant. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect, but yes. that's a great choice. Yeah, Timothy agreed, Olfant. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you, we hear these lists of casting options and we're like, what, what, why? How dare you? Must have a great agent. You know, that sort <laughs> yeah, that's of stuff. Right, but yeah. These are all good. They, they would all, they, they're all pretty charming. Yeah. So. The That's thing what is, you need for this character. Oh, exactly. But the thing is as well, it's great casting. It's perfect timing for Marvel, for Robert Downey Jr. They had the freedom to cast him because it was outside of a regular studio system. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute roll of the dice, if you don't mind the pun, Mason. Yeah. And he will be the footage of when he rolls the dice, Ben will put it in. As I understand it, he doesn't even he isn't the cast member who was paid the most for this movie. No, that was Terrence Howard. Famously, the first man to be hired for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And also the uh, first man not to be rehired for the next sequel. First in, first out, mate. Right. We'll talk- it's a real FIFO <laughs> work this guy. <laughs> we'll talk about that more next week on the recast. But going back to this, and look, I didn't really need to because I've seen it multiple times. It is, It does feel kind of quaint because a lot of this has been replicated since. The template was set and then we see it in an Ant-Man or a Captain Marvel. Like, we see it in these origin movies, you know? It is a fairly standard uh, system. Uh, you, yeah. you get yourself a flawed hero and then they get into a spot of hot water and then they gain the powers, and then they learn a valuable lesson about and, life. And then somebody shows up who has their powers. And then a blue sky beam <laughs> shoots into the air, yep. and that's the end of the movie. That's every movie we've ever seen. Every movie, I'll, I'll not, I'll, I'll, I shan't see another movie that yeah. isn't like that. But this was kind of, you know, the first one, uh, and it and it works because uh, I think it's not about the sky beams. 
or the suit, really. Yes. Well, the suit is awesome and wouldn't have worked in the 90s. It's because the characters and the performances are really good. Well, that's exactly it. And I think it's also because they hired somebody like John Favreau and, of course, Kevin Feige was also working on this from the get-go. He'd already been a producer in more of a minor role on a number of, like, Fox X-Men properties mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. So he'd learnt a lot of lessons from seeing what you should or shouldn't do with the characters. He'd soaked up a bunch of superhero movie magic into his baseball cap yep. and then he slapped it on one more time <laughs> and he's like, here we go. Here we go. But I think John Favreau and the idea that he had to come into this and make it a bit loosey-goosey, there's the famous Jeff Bridges quote, which is... There was no... Oh, wait. We had no script, man. Yeah, so they had, like, this rough outline, but they'd kind of improv the scenes beforehand to kind of get a feel for them and then kind of roll with it in the moment. And it has this kind of... The dialogue feels very natural, and I think... Hey, take one slice of pizza. You have two slices of pizza. Exactly. Magic like that. Magic like that, but I think now that's a formula that they may have locked into too much. Right. To be like... Like, I think they've managed to bottle it since Mm -hmm. in a number of films and scenarios. And formalise it and lock it down. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's this formula that they kind of, not accidentally stumbled upon, but kind of crafted and went, this is it. We're just doing, everyone has a quip and a joke and they'll light up your smoke. You know what I mean? That's right. They're still in the Navy, (laughs) except for Terrence Howard. He got fired. Uh, It's interesting because in the 1960s, Marvel were famous for writing their comics with the Marvel method, which is where the writer would have some sort of loose outline of the plot and then the artist was just allowed to to sort of run rampant and draw whatever they want. Mm. And it's kind of similar to how this movie I was put together. Agree. They're like, okay, he's got to start here and end here, but in the meantime, say whatever you want, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What, what? Tony Stark can have as many slices of pizza he wants. <laughs> two. Yes, two, yeah. Now that's locked into the Marvel formula. <laughs> Everybody's going to take two slices of pizza. <laughs> so there's one moment, uh, I watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, but where John Favreau, it confirms to me that he was the right choice for, for this movie because I think he's a great director and they're doing the sound design for the film and it's the scene when he first lands in the war-torn country, whatever mm. it is. I can't remember. I guess I haven't seen it that many times. That's correct. And the first time he's... Rep- it's Gulmira. Thank it's you. in Afghanistan. Uh, and it, the first time his repulses kind of crank up, yeah. there's a thundercrack noise that John Favreau says that they should put underneath it that then is not utilised later in the movie when he uses it. So it's kind of like the first time he he fires it up, it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then the impact is literally lessened every time since then. So that's for the audience. So continuity-wise, it doesn't make any sense that they're louder then than later. Mm-hmm. But that scene just always blew me away. The, the superhero landing for one. And then he kills all those men. <laughs> he kills all those men, yeah. Like a superhero would. Well, that's what he's like, isn't he? But... I remember even the trailer when I first saw this and the moment where it really was solidified for me that like I'm definitely seeing this as soon as I can is where he sonic booms past the camera at the very end. He, the suit hits the speed of sound and we yeah. get the sonic boom and I'm like, that's attention to detail. Exactly. And I think also there's so many little things in this movie that make a huge difference. They focused a lot on getting the flying right and uh-huh. a lot of it is practical. But they wanted to make it kind of like Spider-Man's web swinging where when he's learning to fly but he ain't got wings, Correct. to quote another famous Billy Joel song... <laughs> It's Tom Petty. Just, I, I will not let that one stand. No, I know that, but I just, it, I was making a joke. But no, then... you weren't. You were serious, and you didn't know. <laughs> so, but a lot of this movie is dedicated to him learning to fly because he ain't got wings. I like the Billy Joel song. I like the Billy Joel song, but it's interesting, you yeah, know. Mm-hmm. 
Because you see in a lot of superhero movies, it's like, oh, look, Mr. Fantastic is learning to stretch. Who cares? He ain't got wings. He ain't got wings. It's true. I mean, there are a few, there are a few moments that upon a, you know, multiple rewatches, you do start to ask some questions. For example, when he flings himself directly into the wall of his garage, why doesn't his face cave in? Remember that? He's got Vin Diesel's <laughs> landing on car powers. And speaking of caves, remember the bit where they're uh, here in Yinsen are building the, the suit? Yeah. They're supposed to be building a missile, but then it cuts to, like, surveillance footage of them, and they're clearly just building a leg. <laughs> yeah. Just building a leg. Like, what, what excuse were they going to give if the terrorists bust in? They'd be like... Uh, you know, you know the expression "kick butt." <laughs> well, that's what this missile does. Goes down and kicks butt. That's what this is. Uh, we're building a Wii Fit. Uh, please don't kill us. <laughs> I want to talk about the suit, though. This is actually Stan Winston's last film. But as he talks about in the behind the scenes, he's like, "I don't make anything anymore. I just come in and go pretty good." Great. And yeah. then I go home. But you know, he doesn't need to at that point. No, he's that's he's true, a legend. Yeah. He's hiring the best. Yeah. But what's interesting about this Iron Man suit, all variations on it, is you can technically fit a person inside all of it. Less so with later movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they make multiple versions for this. Uh, the stunt man or one of the stunt men, Mike Justin. Nice. Like the Billy Joel song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big suit that he's in with all the flamethrowers. The Mark One, yeah. Yeah, the Mark One. That's all practical. And when he initially put it on, he could only do like an hour or so in it because it's just this this bag of metal that you're, yeah. that you're sewn into. And then by the end, he got so fit that he could do it for like 12 hours. But there's things like that which I think make a huge difference where on set they had the actual set of armour, suits of armour, all of them, and then often they'd replace them with CGI, but they still look great because they had that frame of reference there to get yeah. the reflections and mm-hmm. the, the detail. I knew one of the reasons they knew they could make this movie was off the back of Transformers because metal is something in CGI which you can do very realistically, like more so than human skin. Oh, you know? I see, right, right. Uh, also, interestingly enough, at the very end of the movie, Robert Downey Jr. is not wearing the suit anymore when he's battling Obadiah Stane. Yep. He's just like, I, I just want to eat pasta. I don't care if I'm bloated. I don't want to wear this fucking suit. <laughs> and I think that then carried over into the rest of the movies where he doesn't really, he might maybe wear the chest piece. Yeah, right, uh-huh. Because at the start you see him, he's like, oh my God, I love this suit. How cool is this to be Iron Man or whatever? And then by the end, he's just like, I hate this so much and I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Also, I only got paid half a million dollars and that will not stand sure. from here on out. From this point forward, I want everything from the box office, all the money. Yeah. Here's a question for you though. Go on. What are some things that you think stayed from this movie? Is that some things that were locked into the formula? Oh, okay. We talked about like the tone, you know what I mean? And quips and quips, quips and, and quips. quips and quips and quips. <laughs> That's right. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, 
all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. The post credits, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Um, Sequel bait? Or do you think a lot of that was throwing stuff against the wall? Like having Coulson, which whose part, by the way, was expanded because they're like, he's got pretty good chemistry. Let's put more of him in it. I think his bloody suit was expanded as well. You see how big that suit is on him? <laughs> <laughs> Looks way better in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're like, yeah, he's right. a recurring character now. We'll give him some suits that fit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, though? Uh, I mean, you know, I think the, the number one thing, in, and, you know, Quips is a very kind of uh, uh, diminutive way to put it, but I yeah. think it's the idea of we're not taking this all that seriously. Mm. Like the world, maybe the world's going to end, but we are having a little bit of, bit of fun. And it's kind of like that nod and the wink at the audience as if like, because again, this like prior to this, who saw superhero movies? Nerds. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> after, who's, who's, seen, who's seen these movies now? Billions of dollars yeah. of tickets worth. And it's because somebody might, you know, go into the, one of these movies and look at a character and go, that character's costume looks really dumb. And then a character on screen will go, hey, your costume looks really dumb. Green Lantern. Yeah, and they'll go, huh, well, I guess uh, I guess we're all on the same page. I guess I will watch this movie. It's just yeah. a, and, and it's good for dismantling criticism as well. Mm. Oh, how did he go from there to Gulmira in the span of... doesn't matter. Well, yeah. He's being, being silly. He's <laughs> being a bit silly. He was just being silly. We're all just being a bit silly, all right? Yeah. Here's some things, though, that I think might be, might be lost along the way. Uh, these used to be... Terrence sh- Howard. Terrence Howard, yes. R.I.P. Um, metaphorically. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So these were originally uh, shot on film. They were all shot on That's film. That's true. The first three are shot on film, yeah. I think. The first three mm-hmm. Marvel movies, rather. I think a lot of the practical stuff has has gone out the window also. Definitely, yeah. But I think also a lot of the green screen and CGI is so good now that it, it doesn't matter as much now as it... I think it still matters, but it, it mattered more yeah. then than it does now. I know? think if if the if the uh the budgets hadn't kept up with the uh with the technology if uh, sorry, if the budgets hadn't kept up with the uh the popularity of these films, if if they were still making, you know, 80 million dollar movies, doing it on digital and all CGI maybe would not look as good, but you know, yeah. they're, they're putting 200 million plus into these movies. So. Exactly. Yeah. There's even moments where like they're in the desert and those helicopters fly in to rescue Tony Stark. That's real. And it, there was also like a real sandstorm when, you know, they recover his armor and mm-hmm. they're going to recreate it. And they were just like, there's a sandstorm and we're just going to shoot this anyway. Sure, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which, which I quite like. But even the flamethrowers, they're real for yeah. the most part. I know there's one moment, you told me this, where the Mark I suit goes down on his knees and then stands up. That's not real. Is that right? Because the suit can't. Oh, it can't like bend that? at the knee, perhaps. Maybe so. I think you told me that. I, I said a lot of things in my youth that were lies. <laughs> yeah, sure. But maybe, yeah. sure. What do you think about the chest, the real chest? It's a little wonky. Like, is it, his shoulders are a little, like, rolled forward. You know, he's got the fake iron Oh, and then Pepper in. has to yeah. reach in and get the, get, get the uh, magnet out. Uh, no, I'm still pretty convincing. Still pretty good. Okay, fair enough. Here's something I like about uh, this movie as well. The Go casting, on. we talked about it. Jeff Bridges, Gwyneth Paltrow, Terrence Stamp. Like you mean Terrence I- Howard? <laughs> yes. I what actually, have you written there? I wrote Terrence Stamp. Huh. He was great as General Zod in I some agree, of those yeah. movies. But yeah. You know, out of sight, out of mind, Terrence Howard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Favreau's inclusion. Yin Sen's really great. Yeah. You know, as well. Not his real name. Name of the character. But I think also Jeff Bridges would have made an excellent Lex Luthor, which he's kind of doing here anyway. That's true, In a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah. But um, the character of Iron Man himself, this is something I only kind of realize now going back to it. It's like he considers himself already dead. 
Like for a lot of these movies, and I think mm. even up to Endgame in a lot of ways, he knows he's on borrowed time. Sure, yeah, Like yeah. he's poisoned mm-hmm. in one of the movies, you know what I mean? Mm, he's got yeah. massive PTSD. I think only when he starts a family and he wants to build something, he's like, this is now something I want to hold on to. But I think he knows that he was never supposed to get this far. Oh, yeah. do you think perhaps it was all a dream? No. In the man of a in the mind of a man who got blown up in, in Afghanistan? Perhaps it was. I think it was. I'm I, sure that's a I theory. I think it's safer to assume that. Yeah. <laughs> Push that as and and we should ask that of Kevin Feige every time we see it. <laughs> it's true, yeah. So was this all a dream, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin! Answer my letters, Kevin. Anyways, my point is he was supposed to die because he sucks, like as mm. a man. He's yes. not a good person. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Here's something, uh, I was going to call it trivia, but I'm going to call it little things. Little oh, things I've got that, a couple of little things. Let's do some little things. I've written here, a lot of Obadiah Stane's menace evaporates when you remember the bit where he rides a Segway. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That was so 2008, wasn't it? The little 2008. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got? What's a little bit you've got there? Uh, the Mandarin was supposed to wear the suit originally of the Iron Monger or something something in that style uh-huh. and he was going to be in an early draft an Indonesian terrorist uh-huh. but John Favreau was worried about how you would handle a character like the Mandarin the Ironmonger was then supposed to become the villain in the second movie uh-huh. but then they were like the Mandarin's a, a weird character to balance which I guess is why they haven't <laughs> touched it in over a decade yeah, properly sure. I mean they did like the Guy Pierce thing which we'll get yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know they're like we can really get a roll this guy with a Fu Manchu mustache and, and, he, and he's got alien dragon rings <laughs> yeah. that are magic but also technology or something yeah sure yeah uh, what about this an early draft of the script revealed Tony Stark to be the creator of Dr. Otto Octavius's tentacles from Spider-Man 3 Avi Arad yes famous Spider-Man ruiner and producer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was a producer on this uh, he was yes. quickly kind of shuffled, shuffled aside away. okay but Iron Man just creating villains all day, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Iron Man <laughs> Even in universes he doesn't exist in, he's creating right, villains. That's right. Iron Man also the creator of, and here's something that I... This this movie's been out since 2008. Yep. I've never been able to figure it out. At one point, Stark does say that uh, Stark Industries is responsible for the life-saving technology of Intellicromps. <laughs> what? Intellicromps. Has it got an MCU wiki? He's having... It's not... I couldn't find it. <laughs> he's having that interview with the, with the reporter, and he's like, we save lives with our Intellicromps. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sounds like he misspoke. I, maybe it does, and I mean, maybe he just maybe he just threw it out there, expecting the reporter to not have an answer or to not look it up. Yeah, yeah. But I'm based on the name. My assumption is it's some sort of Wi-Fi enabled crumpet. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes you put a crumpet in a toaster, yeah. you put it down, it comes up, it hasn't been done enough. You put it back in, comes up, it's burnt. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you're connected to Wi-Fi. Yeah, always perfect. Peace <laughs> in the Middle East. That's all I'm saying. I think it might be a specifically British invention. But then it all went under because of Brexit or whatever. Yeah, probably you know I mean? that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They couldn't get the parts. That's the whole right. company folded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, Boris. Uh, the likes of Mark Millar, Joe Casada, Brian Michael Bendis, they were commissioned, and you see them in the behind-the-scenes thing at a roundtable being like, Iron Man is this and whatever. So a lot of famous comic book artists. That's not specific <laughs> enough, if you ask me. <laughs> just no come wonder in, they didn't get the Come in the check. Yeah. I just think that's really – like, that's something they – they don't often do. Get That's actual true. comic book creators. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany, who now famously plays The Vision, recalled all of his lines as Jarvis in two hours. He said it was like performing a robbery. So Terrific. in a way it is. Yeah. Uh, Joke's on you now, Bettany. <laughs> Eight hours of makeup a day. Well, now it's just like they paint his face like one colour, isn't it, then CGI the rest? Well, that's even more embarrassing. I agree. Uh, Peter Billingsley. 
Ah, the, Ralphie from A Christmas Story yes. is uh, one of the scientists uh, that um, Obadiah Stane yells at because mm. he can't build a tiny little arc reactor. And then he comes back in. Spider-Man Far From Home. That's right, That's exactly. Right. Uh, here's something which is fascinating. If this film didn't succeed, Marvel would have lost the intellectual property rights to their library. I actually made a video on this. It's called something like Marvel's Biggest Gamble where they just went, we're just going to go all in. Yeah, I mean, but in, in a lot of ways... It is kind of a sweetheart deal mm. because if you made a huge budget Iron Man movie and it sucked really bad, I would never. I'd make a good one. Who is going to take another gamble on it? You know what I mean? I mean, you get everything else though. Yeah, you get the company. Mm. They probably make silk boxer shorts. Sure, that's my favorite hero. My favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite Marvel hero from as a kid. <laughs> silk boxer shorts. <laughs> okay, I just have one more thing. Uh, this is from the start of the movie okay. before we cut to the flashback. Uh, I've written here, I would also get my phone out in the middle of a firefight. <laughs> yeah. Tweet about it or whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, tweet about it or whatever. Yeah, get, a, get an Instagram live. Can you believe this, I'd say? Might might get you in on the call. I you would... could be like, I can't believe this. <laughs> Just watch you get shot in the head. <laughs> yep. So many hug reacts. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thing I do want to talk about for this, which I think is fascinating, is the box office performance. Please. Because this was the eighth highest grossing movie of 2008. These are the movies that came before it. The Dark Knight at number one, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Kung Fu Panda, Hancock, Mamma Mia, Madagascar, Escape to Africa, Quantum of Solace. And I think what people forget from this is that if you're trying to build a cinematic universe, your first one isn't necessarily going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean one, knock it out of the gate, the biggest movie of the year, if that movie even is that. That's right. I think studios now, they're going for a big swing, expecting they're going to make a billion dollars up front. And then it makes $800 million and they're like, forget it. We're cancelling this and we're waiting two years and we're doing it again, the dark universe. <laughs> exactly. But then, like, the first Marvel movie to make a billion, I, I think it was Avengers. Yeah. You know? Which was four years after this. And ultimately, the only people that learned from this and were successful at it well, the MCU, obviously, mm-hmm. and the Mamma Mia franchise. Yes, that's and here right. we go again. But you look at these, you know, these movies that did better. I mean, The Dark Knight already wrapped up. Like, that's mm. done, and that always did a billion. But DC, you know, struggled to find its footing. Yeah, it's yeah. doing a bit better now. Indiana Jones took a massive break. Like, Hancock. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Anyways, all I'm saying is that everybody who worked on this movie, in hindsight, should get $10 million. Disney should just give them $10 million. And anybody... Watched it. $10 million. <laughs> Even more so. Per viewing. Yeah. I watched it twice for this. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Good stuff. Anyways, we'll be back next week to talk Iron Man 2, uh, which I think tries to replicate a lot of this and doesn't. Mm, but yep. it's got some, you know, some pretty decent stuff in it, I feel. I agree. Yeah. Mostly the, the suit and the briefcase. It's the suit and the briefcase. Yeah, so, absolutely. And Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Good the point. The suit and a briefcase of actors. <laughs> Yes, just a real it? charm, just a real, just a real surprise out of the box, you know. Love, <laughs> love his work. <laughs> Me too. But you might be like, man, I wish I could see these early. And guess what? You can if you go to oh. bigsandwich.co, where not only does the extended audio edition go up early, as does the actual video, which Ben puts together with Lawrence. Whoa, that's right. There's a bunch of other stuff there, also, including our podcast, The Weekly Planet, goes up there a week early, doesn't it, Mason? Yeah, that's right. No, a not week a week early, early. A, a day, day early. early. Thank Jinx. you. Have to buy me a Coke. 
doesn't drink Coke, he'll give it right back. I'll do a Coke, no sugar, Mason. <laughs> it's not the rule. It's not how it works. <laughs> Good point. We've actually done commentaries up there for a bunch of Marvel movies, including Iron Man, actually. That's right. If you do, if you do want to check it out. Oh, but yeah, like I said, it's like it's like a Patreon tier, isn't it, Mason? It's nine bucks a month if you do yeah, want it. But you right. don't have to. If you've got suggestions of Caravan of Garbage, let, let us know. I mean, we're booked for the next couple of weeks, but after that. Should we do Iron Man 2? Let us know. Yeah. Should we do Iron Man 3? Let us know. Let us know whether you want that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies Should on Should we Twitter. do Iron Man oh. 4? Yes. I mean, we will. Eventually. If, I mean, if they make yeah. If they make it, we if will. If you petition Kevin Feige in the street. Like, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. I'm at four. Yeah. We, is it a dream? Do you reckon his hat's running out of that juice? No. He's got no, it all. It's, a, it's the juiciest hat in the land. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. See you next week. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Jinx Goodbye. again. Jinx oh, again. You, you, you jinxed me. Yeah. Buy me a Coke, though. Hey, I'll buy you a Coke. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.